I'm not going to go like that. I put my best foot forward. But Olu is 6'7", and his lower half is... (laughs) (laughs) We get in, and I'm like tussling with him for a minute and it looked like he's playing man he's just sitting there <laughs> he's the blast just sitting there I'm like nah I can't go like that I let it go for a little bit then try to pull back it didn't move didn't come back <laughs> so I go to Coach Earls I'm like yo my knee is not good I don't know who came up with this but I can't do this he looked at me he said young man God has a plan for your life. <laughs> Slap me on the chest and walked away. <laughs> and we got a coach who's bringing God into it. And he makes me feel like, you know, so he made me feel like maybe I needed to just have a little bit more faith. He looked at me specifically and say, you're doing this for your family. God's watching. I'm like, <laughs> bro, I look, I'm like, I'm like, bro, I'm like, what? I, first of all, I can't even focus on what he's saying because I can't breathe. Right. You know what I'm saying? Hey, can you tell me what knockback is? Hmm? What's, what's knockback? Knockback, that's is. Moving a man against his will from point A to point, point B. B. Man, that's all it is. Yeah, I remember when I taught y'all about knockback, man. Y'all came in, y'all were like, <laughs> yeah. y'all were like yeah. when they say knockback, Hawk, what do they mean? I'm like, let me show you my friend. real quick. Let me show you what we're talking about, real quick. And that's how they learn, real quick, mom. <laughs> you look at me. You want to share, bro? Nah, I didn't say anything. Okay. I didn't say anything. You had yeah. the you you had the Hawkins get off. Bro. I will. Alright everybody, big news coming out of the Lions Den podcast. We officially have our own merch that we're getting ready to put out. Make sure to go cop yours. Link is in the description below. These proceeds help us produce this podcast, bring on A-list guests, and these proceeds also help Penn State NIL as a whole. Go get yours and tag us on social media. We'll give you a shout out on the pod. Looking forward to seeing you wearing the Lions Den merch exclusively. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Lions Den. I'm surrounded. I'm surrounded by greatness today. Okay, not only do I have my dog Jerry Cross, as always, mm-hmm. we got Hakeem Beeman, Devon Elise, the faces of the Penn State D tackle room for the last half a decade. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm gonna ask y'all before we get started. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. how are y'all feeling? Um, blessed and highly favored. Yeah, I mean, we can tell you got the supreme jacket on, man. Yeah, you got uh, the how you feeling, Kim? What'd you say? Hey, uh, black and blessed as always. <laughs> black you know, and blessed. Yes, sir. Amen. Oh. Man, talk to us about y'all six year man coming back. What y'all looking forward to? You know, one more year with the guys, man. Like, bro, playing with y'all, especially in the last year, I, I like took everything in because I, I considered it to be my last year. So like, I took in, I appreciated everything, and uh, like. In that decision to come back, I, I look back at those moments where I was just, you know, taking it all in, and it made me, it made me realize that I appreciated this place a lot more than I realized. Like in my in my final moments, I thought, um, but I appreciate this place so much more than I realized. And it's and it's between the fans and the coaches and everybody else, like the 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 experiences and stuff everybody's given me has just been amazing. So. I feel like, and Keem, I'm going to ask you the same question here in a second, but as you get older and as the moments start to kind of dwindle away at the end, mm-hmm. like it, it seems to wait until the end for just about everybody. And then it all hits you at once where it's like, yeah. man, I've been at Penn State for the last five years. I've had all these friends who I've been with every day grinding, going through the same thing, and the realization of, okay, it's not going to be like this here soon. Yeah. So, Keem, I'll ask you first, and we'll come back to you. When did you make that decision? 
to come back for a sixth year? And what was the thing that put it over the edge for you to come back? Uh, honestly, I could say uh, after that game, uh, I truly made that decision. Um, I didn't have the best season personally, and uh, I didn't want to go out like that. And uh, I got some, I got some making up to do with the guys. Some proven to do. You know I mean? Some proven to do. Yeah, and it's funny, man. Like, you know, you work so hard for your opportunities, and then they come. And you're the starter. I mean, we were supposed to have PJ Mustafer on tonight. He's a guy who held down one of the spots for a long time, and then it opens up where both of y'all get to hoop a lot, right? And then sometimes the moment comes, and it's not you don't fully maximize it how you want to. So to have the opportunity to come back is important. Yeah. And I'm sure it's exciting. Yeah, man, it's a it's a blessing, man. It's it's really humbling. You know, now you now you the old guy, you the you the you the OG of the team, six year. Uh, oh man, growing pains, man. You oldest. You curse on here. You can do whatever you want. All right, you old as hell now, man. <laughs> I wake up with growing pains every day, but it's a it's still a blessing. Um. I get to wake up. I get to wake up and chase my dreams every day, and that's all you can ask for. Yeah, and Von, let me ask you the same thing. I, we talked a little bit before the game, um, mm-hmm. and obviously, you know, we're all close. But I knew that considering coming back for a six year was something you spent some time doing. Mm-hmm. But I want to ask you, what was the moment where you knew that you wanted to come back and do another year with Penn State? Um. Yeah, I'll probably say like I was a hundred percent for sure on it. Um, after the game, much like him, um, I kind of had an idea uh, beforehand, but I was very set on that decision after the game. Um, I didn't. I I had a lot better year than I had last year, um, and I just want to capitalize on that, you know. And uh, just running it back one more time with the guys was like, that's a big thing, and I can't go out like that, you know what I mean? Like, at all, you know, like Ole Miss, you know, congratulations, great team. Um, but I just, I can't, yeah. I can't go like that. And I, and I know that the, with the talent we have and with everything changing, going to, um, going to tournament style, um, I think we'll do a lot better and we have a lot more to prove. We got a lot more left in the tank. Yeah. What's up, everybody? If you are a college football fan like me, if you know a college football fan that's in your life, you need to go cop this shirt. New designs dropping all the time. It's the perfect gift with the holiday season coming around. If you don't have this thing, you're missing out. Great material, great fabric. I wear it all the time. Go get yours today. All right, we're back. Devon's taking off his jacket so we can see his Cuban link a little bit better. Wow. Uh, wow. It makes sense. Wow. It, this is Devon Elite. Okay. Yes. You know, it's his show. Excuse his me? tattoos are starting to light up now. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you guys. I mean, we, what is dreads? <laughs> we, uh, <laughs> we talked about standards mm-hmm. and not going out like that. You know, obviously, big aspirations at the start of the season off of the Rose Bowl win. And the standard's always going to be the playoffs. The standard's always going to be Big Ten Championship. That doesn't change year in and year out. That's the conversation every year with Franklin. So, Cross, I'll start with you. When you look at that gap and where you're trying to close on that next step that Penn State football wants to take, how crucial is it to get two D tackles back in their sixth year and how massive is that going to be to bolster that, that unit up front? I feel like it's real crucial because with our defense, it, you know, it brings the maturity and the leadership to our defense and, you know, keeps us – because we got young defense, so it keeps us steady and keeps us going. Also – like all around the board, we need to be like better collectively. 
and that's what's going to take us to that next step, beating Ohio State and Michigan and propelling past that. So I just feel like it's a collective effort, starting with the offense and, you know, working on mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned the format change next year. Pac-12 is joining. Y'all got a five-game yeah, stretch next year. Yeah. I don't remember exactly who's on it. You USC, I think it's USC, yeah, USC, USC Washington, Oregon, Washington, Oregon, and Oregon. Oregon, yeah. like back yeah, to back like to that. back. Yeah. <laughs> so it's gonna be, like, but that's the point. It's gonna continue to get more competitive. Yeah. Um, and I tweeted when, as soon as I saw that both you guys were coming back, I'm like, this is a massive win for Penn State yeah. because you get two vets back at the two most important positions on the defense in my book. I don't care what else you got on the back end. If you don't have two guys who can stop the run, guys who can pass rush interior, yeah. it's going to make it tough to win at a high mm-hmm. level. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, one, you see that with the Pac-12 play that we've seen in the bowl games, like they can't really stick with super physical teams, especially mm-hmm. Big Ten-like teams. Yeah. Uh, they said US or Utah a couple years ago or in the Rose Bowl, was a physical team. Was a physical team, but I mean they're a great team. But I just it just didn't feel like Big Ten play. Right, <laughs> right. So, wow, Utah's team with strays right now. Two years King, later, what you got to say? No, I was just. just saying. <laughs> no, you're right though. Yeah, you're I right. agree. I agree. That's all I'm gonna say. So, King, let me ask you. Um, you know, we got here under Brent Pry. We mm-hmm. all were recruited by Brent Pry. All three of us. You played for Manny Diaz, mm-hmm. and now you got Tom Allen from Indiana coming in to take over the defense. And people have been asking me, you know, how big of a loss is Manny Diaz? And, of course, it's big because he's a great coach. Mm-hmm. But the more important thing to me, aside from the X's and O's, is the culture of the defense. And how do you continue to have a culture of excellence in that room? So I'm going to ask you, as a guy who's a six-year that's coming back as a leader, how do you maintain and build upon the culture that's already in the Penn State defensive room? You just stack days. That's all you can do. Um, try to be as consistent as you can be. Uh Stay disciplined and um, high effort in everything you do, uh, whether it's on the field, off the field, whether it's your recovery, your eating. You just got to attack everything each and every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Devon, what do you say about that? Um, I think that we just need to – I mean, first and foremost, everybody got to buy in. Um, I feel like that's going to be a big thing with the guys. You know, with having Manny leave, everybody was just so brought in and – on you know his scheme, the way he operated the defense, um, just ideals, how you should think, um, and now with the changeover with Tom Allen, you know I'm sure there's some like trepidation amongst the other guys, especially the younger guys who've seen the success we had with Coach Diaz. Um, they don't know what that's going to look like with Coach Tom Allen. You know they're not really too familiar with his game, um, but I think we should just you know. Lean into it, you know. We had questions after Pry left, yeah. um, but then Manny, Coach Manny came in. You know what I mean. So I think just as a defense, we need to buy back in, just as much as we were bought in with Coach Manny after we figured out who he truly was. You know, after the hire, yeah. um, I think that's going to be the biggest thing. And then, like Keem said, stacking days. Um, you know, with everybody buying in, and then us stacking days. I felt like we were one of the best teams in the country. You know, some games may not reflect that at all, mm-hmm. all the time, but, I mean, it's college football. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, but I think as long as we all buy back in and lean into the process, I think we should be good. Yeah. I, I'm going to transition here right now. because Looking into Akeem eyes, I just remember this story. You talk about culture. You talk about buying in. Obviously, phase one of that, which we all know is coming up. <laughs> Winter workouts. Okay. It's the grimiest time the of the season. Yeah. The young guys time, who don't man. know are about to find out. 
Um, and I remembered a winter workout story. Hakeem actually betrayed me at a winter workout <laughs> in my last season. So in my last year, so I'm going to tell you, Jerry, don't even worry. My last year, I'm doing the winter workout, right? I do the whole thing. I condition at the end. Now, there's a side group for winter workouts okay. of guys who aren't fully healthy, but are working out, but they're not doing the winter workout. Yeah. So my guy, Devon, was coming off an injury. He was building back up. He was almost healthy, but not ready. So I do the whole workout. I condition. And we go right from conditioning into competition. Mm. Now, Devon <laughs> is already the superior athlete. We've talked about this. He's faster. He's stronger. It is what it is. That's what God gave him. So I get the matchup. Coach Pride, Coach Franklin, call it out. Devon Elise versus Aeneas Hawkins in Sledpool. Okay? So I'm already knowing, even fully rested, this is an uphill battle because Devon has more explosion than me. Hakeem Beeman, who I was there with when he came. I was there for Hakeem the day he got on campus. This is one of my young guys. Walks up to Devon and goes, come on now, Vaughn. I'm talking about, right? I'm like, wow. Bro's not even going to pretend. <laughs> like he's rooting for me. I don't remember this. You don't remember that. Oh, do you remember that? Yo, kid. Kid talking about some. Vaughn. Yep. That's on me, brother. That's on me. And I, I, I share that story Yo. to let y'all know it'd be your own guy. Hey, how, how did that make you I feel? Mean, like, what you, not, I mean, to be fair to Keith, though, I definitely did give him the. Right, right. <laughs> right, it's crazy. I just, you know, and back to Coach Franklin and his matchmaking. You know, Coach Franklin, I don't play anymore. So I would say what I want to say. We got to reevaluate how we decide these matchups. I think he was looking for, like, the, you know, the the latent dog, you know? You know how, like, the, like the um, you know, it just hits later sometimes. You know what I mean? Right, right. Like, you know? Okay, that's interesting. It's the latent uh, competitor in you. <laughs> the worst part about that, so I remember we had, you know, Coach Scott. So Coach John Scott, who's now with the Detroit Lions, before him, we didn't watch any of winter workouts. Like, we didn't go back and watch the film. <laughs> but that year, we started doing it. So we go into the D-line room, and the first clip they show is me and Devon racing at the end of this workout. I'm talking about, they blow the whistle, the rep starts, I get off as hard as I can, as fast as I can. I look up, and Devon is three and a half yards in front of me off of the second step. So you going all out, you still lose. Oh, man, it wasn't even remotely close. Like, the race was over when it started. Yo, but, you know, Hawk had, you know, issues elsewhere. What issues? You know what I mean? You feel me? What other issues? I was just saying, like, his purpose was different. Okay. You know, his God had different plans. Yeah, different plans, bro. You know, he just has different ways of leading you there. Whatever, man. So happened to be one. You're losing. So, cross, don't start. Hey, hey, we'll, we'll have a competition period. Jerry will go up and get it sometimes. I'm right. Not so, yeah, yeah, let me go around the room and ask, you know, everybody, <laughs> I'm going to ask everybody to share a winter workout <laughs> moment that either broke them a little bit and made them realize <laughs> they had to get better or a moment where you overcame and adapted because inevitably with winter workouts, you're going to go through some real adversity. So, Jerry, let's start with you. Do you have a winter workout moment, good, bad, or ugly? Yeah, I say my freshman year. Well, when I first got early, early enrollee, seventeen years old, I won my first two. I won my first four tire pulls. My fifth tire pull against Smith Vilbert. <laughs> <laughs> the Haitian, the Haitian sensation. Yeah, so six six. They all, they all moved in my head. I'm like, you know, I'm on a four game. I'm on a four win streak. You know, I ain't gonna lose. Da, da, da. Like I didn't even I didn't even get to pull it. Like I was drilled five yards like immediately. That's yeah, a humble that, moment. Was, that was like it was like kind of demoralized. I was like, dang, like 
Yeah, you know, that's cool, bro. Like walking to college for real. There's nothing like getting <laughs> dragged yeah, no, five yeah. yards in front of a hundred of your peers. Yeah, yeah, by a tire. Because you can't let go because then you're soft. No, nah, no. Nah. But you know you're taking a ride at a certain point. <laughs> 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 Definitely. Nah, and so one. My bad, my bad. Go ahead, go ahead. Nah, it was the last time I did a tire pull. <laughs> I said, yeah, I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> it was after the workout, right? So mind you, he kept just putting me up against young guys. Like oh, I was supposed I to go that. like that or something, right? <laughs> so then he was like, all right. Oh, no. <laughs> mind you, look, I'm not going to go like that. I put my best foot forward, but... Olu is six seven, and his lower half is like it's bigger than most regular people's body. Yep. We get in, and I'm like tussling with him for a minute, and it looked like he's playing, man. He's just sitting there. He's <laughs> having <laughs> <laughs> the blast. Just sitting there. I'm like, nah, I can't go like that. I let it go for a little bit, then try to pull back. It didn't move. Didn't come back. <laughs> it didn't move. <laughs> it didn't move. Like he just started jerking. And I was like, shit, I gotta, yeah. I gotta figure something out. Yeah. Boy, he dragged me across that line. I get up. I said, yeah, I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> and that was the last time. That was the last tire pull for you. That was the last time. Mm. Keem, you got any tire pull moments or anything like that for winter workouts? <clears throat> if I'm being honest with you. Uh-huh. I can't recall. It's too easy for me. No, he a workout warrior. Yeah, he's like, like, a workout I, warrior. Bro. Yeah, I don't really. Oh, actually, I do have one. Yeah. Uh, okay. Last year. Yeah, mm. it was last year. Um, okay, so we have a freshman. Uh, matter of fact. Oh. Dunk. Okay. Dunk. Yes. Oh, Dunk. Yeah, donk. Yeah, he got me real bad. Uh, all I know is Coach blew the whistle, and uh-huh. um, I went for about ten yards. <laughs> it happens fast sometimes, man. Oh no, it was more than fast. It was, <laughs> <laughs> it was nothing. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. was um, no, nah, but Keem, one only Keem time. crazy though, bro. I seen Keem laughing in the middle of running. <laughs> Keem was yeah, frustrated. I'm like, bro, no, I'm like, bro. I'm like, are you okay? Like, I'm like, everybody else dead, like tired. He laughing, smiling, screaming. I'm like, what is he doing? So here's the problem I had with Keem. What's up, bro? bro, I'm sorry, I got one. Go ahead, please. Like, bro, we had a workout freshman year. Uh-huh. One of our first workouts. <laughs> we in the sand, right? We in the sand for about a good 20 minutes. DJ, our old strength and conditioning. Shout coach. out Coach Dog. Shout out Coach Dude. Shout out the real one. He said, guys, it's going to be a light workout. Okay. You know, and it's saying, and then we're going to go over the track. We said, okay, we get in there dying after the first warm up rep. Mm-hmm. Then everybody's dead. We go to the track. We're running 100s or 200s. I remember like this that. day. Yes. <laughs> Boy, we, we all go on. We get to uh, the last rep. Keem, like, Guys, <laughs> I think we should all go full speed. <laughs> now, keep in mind, can I, can I jump in here for a second? Hakeem Beeman just now got to normal D tackle weight. This is young Hakeem. He's like an outside linebacker. We're all 300 pounds. Young guy, but like working out crazy. Like, real energy, man. And so he, like, I think we should go full speed because it was, it was, uh, it was split up. Like 70%, 80%, 90%. Yep. He like, the last one. I guess I think we should go full speed. One of our other old heads <laughs> shot. He looked up. He looked at uh, another defensive tackle, Damian Barber. He said, Dane, 
Go get this shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> and Dave, he walk up to Kim. He said, Kim. He Kim. Said, nah. <laughs> he said, nah. Oh, he said, nah. Ooh. Nah. Like, Yo, this is the funny. And I was too tired to laugh, but that was like one of the funniest things. <laughs> yeah. Ever, bro. Those are good days, man. It's funny, like, again, we, we all basically came in together. That was a year before you guys, but mm-hmm. like my old heads were y'all's old heads too. Like Shaka, yeah. Antonio, Damian, all them cats. So I was just thinking on the drive here, the D-line room, and I'm not sure if it's still like this. I would assume it is. But we got here, though, that unit, it was not a closer unit on the team. Oh, no. I mean, from everything. I remember the first day I got here, Shaka, as the first practice. Mm -hmm. I come from a big private Catholic school. Like, we weren't allowed to fight. We weren't cussing on the field, none of that. And Shaka looks at me. There was a fight happened right in front of me at practice. And me, PJ, and Judge Culpepper are just standing there watching. So Shaka comes and finds us after. He's like, yo, the next time one of us fights and you're not in that fight too, you got to fight me in the locker room. <laughs> so from that moment on, the moment a fight started, I was in there throwing yeah. hands. So, yeah, the D-line, man. Shout yeah. out Shaka Tony. I want to ask y'all both, actually, about Sean Spencer, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. a guy that recruited all of us. He's at Texas A&M now. He's still doing a good I job. That's tough. Yeah, he just yeah, got the new great. job. Congratulations. Um, when y'all think back on Coach Spence, obviously you had Spence, you mm-hmm. had John Scott, you've had Dion. But I want to ask specifically about Spence. What was it about him that y'all appreciated as a coach when you got in? Well, for me personally, it was just like his energy every day, day in and day out. Like, he's the most turned guy. Uh, uh, he always bringing the juice, and uh, what's that? Joint, what's that little joint he had? That little magic, the magic, the magic juice. Yeah, yeah, magic, yeah magic yes, juice. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, he was, he was just a character magic. man. He was like a bigger yeah. Kevin Hart. He was a lot bigger. Yeah, a lot bigger. Old Spence, he's man. He's yeah. a small big man. He just <laughs> little rock. Yeah, man. Spence didn't play. He was. Uh, I always yeah. said he was one of those guys that. I mean, even he was a good coach. But he didn't have to really say anything. Like, there'd be days where he'd come in the film room. (laughs) Like, we'd watch some film, but after a while, he'd cut it off, and he would just start dancing up front and talking about what we had to do with mentality. And people would run through a brick wall for him. 100%. And the best coaches, I feel like, are able to get their guys to just buy in. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So I'll transition a little bit here back to Tom Allen. I don't know if he's been around, if you guys have had the chance to talk to him, but do you see him being able to get guys to buy in, being able to get guys to buy into that culture and, and strive to be elite like you were last year? Is that something he's going to bring to the table? Uh, I talked to him recently, man, and uh, honestly, he reminds me of a, like a – he reminds me of a, of a Manny that's more of a man of God. Not to say that Manny wasn't, but – this guy right here, he's he's like really um really religious and uh he takes it serious, he's disciplined with it and uh I can't wait I can't wait to be coached by him, honestly. Yeah, yeah he's a great guy. Man of man of God. Yeah. I respect that. Wow. Yeah, I mean all the interactions I've had with him have been super positive. Um, you know, he just he, and he already likes our room as it is, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of DCs, you know, they, they they like to look at other rooms, you know, first, like linebacker rooms, et cetera, et cetera, if, especially if you come to a place like here, you know, um, with the history we've had. But I think he knows how good our defensive line is, and I think he fully intends to utilize us, yeah. like, mm-hmm. properly. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we have 
freaks up front. I'm not gonna lie yeah, to you. We do. So you know, it, it's a. It may seem like a strange thing to mention <clears throat> Tom Allen as a man of God. Yeah. But there's another cat on the staff, Jeff Earls. Oh, Ooh. so he's a, Pastor, I'm Pastor sure, Jeffrey Earls. Pastor Jeffrey Earls. So I love you, man. Quick, 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 Coach Earl story. So one day we're about to max squat. I haven't squatted all summer because I got a bad knee. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about I have not squatted one time all year long. I walk in the weight room thinking I'm not max squatting. I look at the card. It says 465 and rep. So I go to Coach Earls. I'm like, yo, my knee is not good. I don't know who came up with this, but I can't do this. He looked at me. He said, young man. God has a plan for your life. <laughs> and slapped me on the chest and walked away. <laughs> and no. we got a coach who's bringing God into it. And he makes me feel like, you know, so he made me feel like maybe I needed to just have a little bit more faith. Uh, so I got into that bar, man. I can do it. Yeah. So we got another coach. I never forget during winter workouts, Matt drills. I went back like three times. Well, Ooh. our whole group went back like three times. He looked at me specifically and said, you doing this for your family. Guys watching. I'm like, <laughs> bro, I look, I'm like, I'm like, bro. I'm like, what? I, first of all, I can't even focus on what he said because I can't breathe. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So my thing, I'm like, like, what are you talking about? But at the end of the day, you get what you're talking about because mm-hmm. he a real, real dude. Like, for sure. Jeff, Coach Earls, like, when I talk to him, I don't talk to him a lot of times. He, he like, got me through a lot, so. I got a lot of respect for him, for sure. Yeah, no doubt. There's not a lot of guys like Coach Earls who get you to buy him. We just had Olu on uh, at the Peach Bowl, mm-hmm. and we talked about Coach Earls extensively. He, you know Coach Earls cares about his guys. Like, oh, 100%. Everybody. And even it, much bigger than football, 100%. he cares. I still get texts from Coach Earls, and I ain't played Penn State football in two years. He's yeah. one of those types of guys. Um, I do want to ask y'all, though, like, we talk about the weight room. We talk about young guys who are de- developing, and there's a bunch of them on the D-line still who mm-hmm. are up-and-coming, future NFL guys, future starters. As old guys, how are you leading that group, and how are you motivating them to continue to grow every day? So it's not hard, honestly. Them guys want to work. Yeah. Yeah, they be hitting us up. Like, shoot, <laughs> it's easy for us. Yeah, they got, they, we, got, we got a good group of guys. Um, Great group. You know, most guys, they kind of – they're kind of – Worried coming in, they don't know what to expect. They don't know how what it's gonna look like. But these guys are just they on us. Like, hey, can we get in the lab? Like, can you show us some stuff? Blah, blah, blah. They're gonna be well ahead of, ahead of the curve. You know, a lot further along than we were by the time spring ball and stuff comes. You know what I mean? Um, before we really start playing football, they're gonna be a lot further along. And that's just because of their want to. You know, when you have young guys like that, and I think I spoke on this last time. Um, when you got guys who are motivated to do, you know, anything that is demanded to get here, yeah, it's easy. Yeah. It's easy. And the, and, and the young guys, from what we've seen so far, they, they want to go get it. They, they want yeah. it. Yeah. So, Keen, let but, me ask you, how, how big of a part does Deion Barnes play in that? Because you can get talented guys. You can recruit talent. I mean, we've been recruiting talented guys on the D-line for a long time. What's up, everybody? If you are a college football fan like me, if you know a college football fan that's in your life, you need to go cop this shirt. New designs dropping all the time. It's the perfect gift with the holiday season coming around. If you don't have this thing, you're missing out. Great material, great fabric. I wear it all the time. Go get yours today. But if you don't recruit guys who want to get better and who are going to strive to be excellent, to uphold that standard, it doesn't really matter how talented they are. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like Dion Barnes and his presence and who he is as a coach is attracting those types of kids to pull up to Penn State and come play here? 110%, man. Dion is a competitor at heart. Uh, this man, uh, he raised the standard like times a thousand. 
uh, we be in the room stressing, but we also be in the room having fun and just getting the job done, bro. Like, Dion, he a different type of cat. Uh, Dion should still be playing in the league right now as we speak, but, um, you know, he got other plans. But, yeah, he brings the intensity every single day. Uh, we know what we're getting out of him. And, uh, yeah, man, I just can't wait for this next year. Yeah. Another year with him. Yeah. I got a lot of respect for Dion. Even when he was a GA, it was like – you know, there's some coaches who are just real loud, and they'll yell, and they'll try your guys' attention that way. And Dion mm-hmm. wasn't that when I was mm-hmm. there. He was no. real quiet. Mm-hmm. But every time Dion opened his mouth, as a GA, everybody got quiet and listened to what he had to say because he brings so much value. Mm-hmm. He knows the game. He was in those shoes. Mm-hmm. He, he was at the highest. He was at the lowest. He's mm-hmm. seen all of it. So I feel like he gets guys to buy in because they know that he's being genuine and authentic about it. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. 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 He definitely he, – and he tells us this a lot, like how he entered the league and the way it played out for him. He doesn't want that for any of us. So that's I, I think that's where he's coming from with a lot of this. You know, uh, he wouldn't want he felt he felt it so much when it happened to him that he wouldn't want us to ever feel like that ever. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So. And Cross, let me ask you because we're in the off season now. Mm-hmm. Um, you yeah. lose Theo Johnson to the NFL draft. Uh, you got Tyler Warren back, <clears throat> but you're in a position now where you can go compete mm-hmm. for some more meaningful reps. What's the mentality like? What's the approach like heading into winter workouts now that you're heading into a year where you have a real opportunity to play? Uh, for me, I just feel like I developed the way I need. I was supposed to. Even with my injury, I feel like that kind of helped me. It was a blessing, honestly. Mm-hmm. I got faster. I got stronger. I learned more of the game. Like playbook, I know the playbook. And like just getting better, I done got better. So I just feel like I'm I'm good, you know. So now I'm just just locked in completely, just ready to take advantage of my opportunity. So this spring that I'm ready for it. So I'm ready to take the next step. Yeah. I feel like there are a couple of reasons to come back for a year six. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it's a, a balance between, you know, I love Penn State. I want to leave it better than I found it. I want to go compete for a Big Ten championship in the playoffs and all mm-hmm. those things. But the other side of it on an individual level is there's still room to get better. Yes, sir. And you want to continue to improve. And both of you have NFL aspirations. So I'll start with you, Akeem. What are the things you're focusing on this offseason that you want to improve upon heading into the 2024 season? Uh, just consistency, like great knockback. Like not just the regular knockback. I'm talking about like I'm moving you back like three yards consistently. And uh, and also just being a, a dominant force in the pass rush game. Hey, can you tell me what knockback is? Hmm? What's, what's a knockback? Not back. That's is moving a man against his will from point A to point B. You know what I mean, that's all it is. Yeah, I remember when I taught y'all about knockback, man. Y'all came in, y'all were like, <laughs> yeah. y'all were like yeah. when they say knockback, what do they mean? I'm like, let me show you my film real quick. Let me show you what we're talking about real quick. And that's how they learn real quick, mom. You look at something you want to share, bro. Nah, I didn't say anything. I okay. didn't say anything. You had yeah. the you you had the Hawkins get off, bro. I will I will say with both of y'all, I can remember specific moments as young. I mean, y'all were young. Me and Judge Culpepper are here. All right. PJ had already established himself. Me and Judge are still fighting for the scraps. We're like, yeah, we got to get on the field one way or another. Yeah. We're feeling good after the offseason. You guys pull up in the summer. And Devon, you were a freak athlete from the jump. You guys were dominant in one on ones from like the beginning. Like, I'm talking about no technique. 
but were just super athletic. I remember you hit a crazy spin move on Mike Mennett in camp the one year. <laughs> and that's, I mean, I'm talking about, I knew the moment that Devon had surpassed me and I wasn't going to catch him. Hakeem Beeman didn't lose a one-on-one rep for three and a half years at 211 pounds. I'm talking about whooping it up on the supply. Like, slid it through stuff. Like, people would ooh. ask me, the first year I started media, they were like, yo, Hawk, like, who are some of the guys to, like, think about? And, like, who are, like, the super talent? I'm like, yo, Hakeem Beeman has never lost. (laughs) (laughs) He'll bend and do, like, you won't even believe. He'll get off a block, he'll slip a block, and he'll point his toe Uh all within half a second and be two inches from the ground and not fall. (laughs) (laughs) Something you can't teach. It's funny, like, if you talk to any of the offensive linemen who have been here, about either of the two of you guys on one-on-ones, and you're like, yo, what is it about these two that makes it hard to stop? They'll give you a 10-minute TED Talk on why it's impossible and how it does <laughs> You got it. <laughs> you got it. You got it. I'm telling you. You got it. I'm telling you. That's just what we learned from Hope, though. You right. That's, that's what we come back to the main that's point. Just, you know? You that's know? just what we learned, man. I will say, as the old man in the room now, uh-huh. like, it's cool watching games. Yeah. Like, when you two make a play specifically, yeah. like, on the interior of the D-line, like, is so exciting to watch because you see the progress and development mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. over time. So, you know, I asked both of you, what was it that allowed you guys to stay locked in for this long and to continue to develop? Because college football is not easy. Mm-hmm. It's a grind. It's easy to check out when things aren't going exactly how you want them to. Mm-hmm. And you both have overcome different types of adversity. What was it that allowed you to keep growing? I'm going to say my D-line brothers, man. You already know how it is. So we all – we all like this, bro. Each and every day. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna give it mm-hmm. to the guys. Yeah. And not only the guys, just like we were gonna do this anyways, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. we were gonna play football regardless. And where it's happening and who we're playing against, it, it, it doesn't matter just because of like who we are as a D-line, as as six-year players, you know what I mean? Um just seeing what's out there <clears throat> and then just seeing how much our level of play has improved under Dion and with uh, the coach's help and the development, like there's just another level that we're, that we can take it to. And we, and we know it. Yep. And we know it, you know? Yeah. So, okay. Let me ask you this and let's get right to it. You know, I tell people all the time cause I'm, I'm in the media space now. So I, I, am talking more to fans than I ever did as a player, and I'm yeah. hearing more of what they got to say. And obviously, there's frustration because they want to be great, and they want to see Penn State football be great. Mm-hmm. And I tell them, as much as you want to be great, I promise you that <laughs> the guys in the locker room who are literally bleeding, Doing crying, it. giving their entire livelihood to being great, want it just as bad times a thousand. Thank you. So <laughs> Thank my you. question is, Thank you. That's, I'm not lying. Like we, like we, like they, I don't know if they understand, like, I don't know if y'all understand that as much as you want it for us, we want it that much more for ourselves. We don't have lives. Like, <laughs> for a reason. Our life is F-O-O-T-B-A-L, football. Every day. Every day. Like, every day. They don't stop. Every day. So my question to you then is, what is your message to the fans heading into the offseason? What can you tell them about where Penn State football is going and the mentality and the vision as leaders of this team? Devonna Lees, president of Penn State. What is your message to the people? Um, ooh. <laughs> um, you know, um, just keep me, y'all. Trust us to show up. 
be excited, to be honest with you. We got Hakeem Beeman back for a sixth year. You know what that means for our defense? We got Smith Vilbert. Nah, real back. They don't deal. even know about real Smith Vilbert. They don't know. Yeah, they don't. You know what that means for our defense? I'm telling you, there's so many pieces. There's so many young guys. There's so many moving parts that's happening. You got to understand that there's more in store than what you've seen. You know, every year, it only gets better and better. Mm-hmm. Of course, we're going to have our pitfalls, but every year, we're always right there. And I promise this year will be the difference. Mm-hmm. Smith Vilbert before the Outback Bowl. Man. I think that was his first start. Man. So, his first, he like first ever. Bro- broke a record. So, yeah. a bowl game record. <laughs> so, where it's my, this is my last game ever. So, I'm just hanging. It's like vacation. Like, I'm in the locker room. I'm just having fun. Like, I'm listening to music, dancing. I'm soaking it all in. I see Smith in the locker. He ain't smiling. He ain't talking to nobody. I'm like, okay, my dog's probably nervous. First start. I'm like, Smith, how you feeling, man? Like, how you think you're going to do? He's like, Hawk, I'm getting at least three sacks. And I'm like, okay, that sounds good. Like, three sacks is a lot. He told me that yeah. a week before he did. Yeah, he did, bro. And he got every single one of them <laughs> every, every in the one. first half. <laughs> he said, you got to visualize, bro. I said, he yes, said, sir. He right. said, you got to visualize, bro. I said, yes, sir. Dude, we haven't even seen right. that end room at full strength. Oh, no. Nah. You're going to no. get denied Dennis Sutton no. next year. Another year is a Rye Fisher, a mean man over. I mean, Jameel Lyon. Jameel Lyon. Oh, my God. And listen, they've been sitting back and watching and learning and right. paying attention to exactly what Adisa Isaac and Chop Robinson have been yes. doing. Yeah. Not yes. even to mention Arnold Abicati, who was here a couple years ago oh and shot Katona. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I mean, Jason Noah, Shane. Goodness gracious. Come on. Yitor. Yitor. Oh, oh, my God. I'll tell you what, and we'll get it. We've talked about this already, but I, I'd be remiss if we didn't bring it up again. There are fights that happen on a football team. It's such a competitive environment. <laughs> and this isn't about us this time, but you want to talk about a matchup nightmare. Uh-huh. If you're not prepared, you fight one of them DNs. Okay. Oh my goodness. Let me tell you something. You talk about genetic freaks. They're gonna be six four, six five. They're gonna be about two fifty to two seventy, and they run four four. Yeah. Okay. It's a matchup nightmare. I yeah. am actually. I don't think I've ever beaten. I mean, the way Shane Simmons used to do me. I'm, I'm talking about. I'm talking about completely helpless. Like I would. I would always try to fight back and couldn't do anything. Too much power. Nah, Shane's a freak though. Like he, yeah. he doesn't make sense oh, genetically. Man. Like you no. look at him like. He can touch his toes standing straight up. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and then on top of that, he can lift the elephant straight on. So, like, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't it doesn't make sense with Shane. It doesn't know? make any and sense does, at all. And he just sits in his room, you know? That's and, like, he does. doesn't, like, lift crazy or nothing. Nope. It's just, like, God. That used to be I mean? the worst part, man. It would be guys who never worked out as hard as me, who I could not <laughs> physically beat in any type of competition. But it's all right, man. I want to ask y'all, you know, let's focus on the offensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, you bring in a new coordinator. You got Drew Aller in another year of development. You got Nick Singleton, Katron Allen back. Mm-hmm. You got all kinds of talent. What's it going to take for that offense to continue to grow? Obviously, you guys are competing against them every day. So what do you see that is a positive reflection of where you think that offense is heading next season? Um, I, I, I think it's their, their buy-in. Um, you know, of course, offense has had their their pitfalls, but I, I believe that they're buying into the new OC and his ideals as an offense. Um, of course, we'll have to wait and see what that yields. But as of right now, from what I've seen, I believe that they're locked in. They're, yeah. they're bought into that offense, you know. Um, and this is nothing against our previous off- OC, but um, this OC just seems like, you know, 
he, he he's ready to push the envelope, open mm-hmm. up the playbook, you know, do something more than the what we've been doing in the past pretty much. Yeah, it's know? a change. Change yeah. is good mm-hmm. a lot of times. Yeah. Cross, you're on the offense. Yeah. So what has the vibe been with the new OC? What's the vibe with the offense yeah. like? What's it looking? If you take a look at Kansas and look at their offense, you can see emotion shifts. Like he do, it's like like he playing a little game with puzzle pieces. So it's, it's a lot to look forward to. We all, like Vaughn said, we all bought in. And that's what it's going to take for us to take that next step as a whole offense collectively, just to buy in and everybody just do their job at the highest level and, and be productive. Yeah. And like like Keem mentioned earlier, being consistent. That's the biggest thing with offense. Well, offense, the difference between offense and defense, offense, everybody, everybody has to do their job for the play to work out. So collectively buying in and being consistent every play, every down, that's what's going to take us to the next step and beating who you want to beat and you know, winning the national championship and focusing on the goals that we want to we don't want to, uh, you know, accomplish. Yeah, accomplish. And for the fans who don't know, this cat was at Buffalo in 2019. We played yeah. Buffalo in 2019. Yeah. And this is they gave us work. I mean, I mean listen, so we <laughs> were Fields' brother. Listen, so we were 11 and two that year. I think at every position we had a guy who eventually would go play in the NFL. That start. I mean, talk mm-hmm. about a talented roster. Eleven and two Cotton Bowl win. Buffalo came to Penn State to Beaver Stadium, and if I remember correctly, they might have been winning at halftime. Like mm-hmm. they were. No, they give us work. Like yeah, they were yeah, real yeah, solid. Yeah, it was real work. The scheme bro. they had, the way they yeah. were opening up, with obviously a talent gap. Mm-hmm. Was impressive to watch. Yeah. So I'm excited yeah. to see what he can do with schematically. The yeah, man. I mean, this what? will be the best quarterback he's had by a mile. The best overall talent. Obviously, putting in a bunch of work in the transfer portal. Yeah. Can, let's maybe even speak to that for the fans who don't know. We've had transfer guys before, but it seems this offseason it's an even bigger emphasis with just the way college football is trending. Yeah. So when you guys hear about transfer guys, what is that experience like? I, I mean. <clears throat> It's different because it's going to be a competitive room, you know. Anytime you bring a new transfer and that brings new life into the room, um, and I feel like that's what we're capitalizing on a lot this year too, you know. We've hit the portal. We got some corners, mm-hmm. offensive linemen, um, what have you, and I feel like they're going to be they're going to be that difference in in turning our notch up a little bit, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just because there's new blood in the room. There's mm-hmm. new blood in the building, you know what I mean? There's new energy. Um and they really want it, you know. The reason why they're transferring is because they want to touch that rock. They want to touch the field. They want to get to work. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, they weren't getting that opportunity necessarily uh, elsewhere. You know what I mean? They weren't getting what they wanted. And here, it's all about football. Like, yep. what else can you really ask for? You know yep. what I mean? There's not much to do around State College. Just football. Just football. So I, I feel like the philosophy generally, if you just look at the course of history, they're not bringing in transfer guys that they don't think – Oh, yeah. Can come in here and play, and play right, right away. Now. Yeah. So right if you're bringing a guy in in the middle of his career, your coach Franklin, it's because you expect him to come compete for starting reps. Mm-hmm. So if you're a guy that's in the room already, <clears throat> a lot of times that's only going to drive competition, and that's what people exactly. don't see. It's, so. It may be friendship, it may be team, but you got an eight month off season where every day, every workout, every practice, every film session. <laughs> Is measured. Everything is evaluated, and that's a big part of it. So I guess I'll ask: When you have a guy that comes in, I mean, we were here with uh, what's his name, Congo. Derek Tangelo. Congo yeah. came in. Congo, Congo. and it's competitive, and obviously he ups <laughs> it, and it's it's good for the entire room. But how do you handle it when a guy comes in who you know is going to be your direct competition for meaningful reps? For me, it, it really don't affect nothing. Yeah, right. I mean, not, not like that, like, but like if you just focus on yourself, you're gonna be exactly where you want to be. Yeah. So, I mean, but it does make it does make the room uh, a hell of a lot more competitive, and uh, that's good. That's great for the room. But me personally, you feel me? It's, right. 
focus on yourself, you'll be all right. And I always tell people, Devon, like, as competitive as it gets, I mean, and we're a prime example. We jokingly tell the story of us fighting at walkthrough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like, it'll go from being super competitive or even going as far as fighting so you get back to the locker room, and ten minutes later, it's like nothing, it's like nothing happened. Like what you doing no. later, bro? You're going to eat together. <laughs> yeah, what you doing later? What you about to do, bro? So you can compete. That's the cool part about college football. Yeah. You can compete your tail off, and then uh-huh. these are your boys at the end of the day, and it's love, and everybody wants to see each other win, and that's like I it's mean, not like that everywhere. Yeah, no, I mean that's real. I mean that's like real comp- like real competitors. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they. It's when they turn it on and off, they really turn it on. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Or or they just compete in everything that they do. But it's not it's not a it's not a I'm gonna do it because I know I'm better than you. It's just gonna be like I'm gonna give my best because I respect you enough to give you my best. Yeah, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like that's that's just how that's just how real competitors operate. You yeah. know what I mean? And it'd be a disservice to any of us if we just sat there and only gave you. Fifty percent of what I'm really capable of doing, like that's right. just spitting your face. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. right. I also so. think it's a part of the reason. I mean, lately the past five years, there's so many Penn State guys who go to the NFL mm-hmm. and they immediately blow up. Immediately blow up. Mm-hmm. Immediately. Joey Porter Jr., Michael Joey. Parsons, Juice yep. Scruggs is starting with the Juice. Texans. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. PJ Musford just made the Saints roster play. I mean, huh. who that? Huh? Guys go Small. to the NFL, and because Penn State prepares them so Major much. Parker. Parker Washington, yeah, oh, yeah. Brenton Str- I mean, they go and they dominate. They win the jobs. They know how to compete at a high level. And it's not like that everywhere. You're not prepared as much as you are when you leave a Penn State to go to the NFL. So shout out Coach Franklin. It's plastered all over the walls. We've talked about it before. The yeah, most competitive environment. Every single wall. Man. Unrivaled, competitive. Man. Every, ter- every turn, every corner. It's, it's something about competing. It's all over the place. That's all they talk about, man. Well, listen, I appreciate y'all boys joining me, sure, man. It's sure. a big offseason, big year ahead. Looking forward to watching y'all. We'll have y'all back on the den, man, when y'all will go win a Big Ten championship, man. That's all right, right. man. We'll, we'll hey, laugh man. about it. I'm not going to lie. We'll come in with cigars when that happens. You did. Uh, <laughs> we'll turn on the smoke detectors. <laughs> yeah, yeah one, man. We'll come in with cigars and <laughs> cigars <in> a trophy. That's <laughs> good. <laughs> <laughs> Hat sideways. Yeah. Kobe's. To all the viewers back home, our loyal audience of the lines and thank you for watching another episode stay tuned with state media we'll continue to drop the best episodes covering Penn State football known to mankind Devon Elise is lit I'm lit Hakeem and Jerry are lit and we'll see you next week